Welcome to the Music Mindfully Podcast with your host, Aliyah Elliott. This is a place where musicians come to get inspired, to conquer their fears, to overcome self-doubt, and learn to love their music and themselves a little more every day. Let's make music mindfully. Hello and welcome back, my beautiful listeners. I hope that you are having an absolutely wonderful day and that you are feeling very fulfilled in your musical lives. Today, we are going to talk about a topic that is so, so important for artists of all kinds. And our topic today is vulnerability and judgment. Hey, it's gonna be fun. No, but really, it is going to be fun. The topic of judgment is not, uh, of course, one that is flowery and sunshine and rainbows, but it is a really important thing for us to discuss because judgment is an inherent part of our field. Whether you are a teacher, an adjudicator, a performer, a writer, it doesn't matter. You are always being judged in some capacity. Artistic fields require comparison. That's how staffing decisions are made. That's how we learn and we grow and we are able to take in so much new information is by comparing one thing to the next. Judgment, however, does not have to be negative. It does not have to be a negative thing. It can be. And I know we've all been in those situations where we've felt the wrath of someone's judgment, but it doesn't have to be that way. And when we view the judgment in our field as part of the job that's there to help us grow, then suddenly this thing that can be really nasty and cause us to want to shut down and close in and turn off the vulnerability faucet is going to be so much better. So much better. So before we hop right on in and talk about how to manage judgment, how to reframe that, um, and how to manage it when things are getting nasty because sometimes that is out of your control. We need to discuss why it happens in the first place and how vulnerability plays a role in that. So what is vulnerability? It's a word that we throw around all the time as artists. Oh, that was such a beautiful, vulnerable performance. Performing is a vulnerable thing to do. So what does that mean? Vulnerability is showing up 
and giving of yourself and of your emotions and sharing stories without holding back. And vulnerability by nature opens us up for judgment. That is why it's scary. Because when we open up and we are sharing the fullness of our being with a student, with an audience, it leaves us raw to all of the comments and all of the thoughts and all of the reviews that come flying in afterwards. That is why what we do is so, so special. In a regular day-to-day kind of life, how often do we get to open up in such a way that exposes our deepest emotions, our strongest beliefs, our weaknesses, our strengths, and puts them on display for other people to witness. I'm going with pretty much never. (laughs) Pretty much never. Now, in my relationship, in my marriage, of course there's lots of moments of vulnerability, but there is an established trust there. Doesn't mean it's always easy to be vulnerable, but it does make it easier because you have some idea of what to expect. Now, when it comes to performing, especially in front of a new audience, which let's be honest, how often do we know everyone sitting in every seat? I'm going with almost never, <laughs> unless it's, maybe it's a private house party. But unless you know everyone sitting in that seat and you know where they've been that day and how they're feeling, we have no way of knowing how they are going to react to the openness, the rawness, and the vulnerability that we are inherently sharing by making art, by making music, You are sharing a part of yourself that otherwise might not get exposed in this same way. And that is why the topic of vulnerability and judgment have to go hand in hand. Because you understand that when you are vulnerable, you open the door for judgment. And because you are open that judgment can be very, very painful if you allow it to be so. Now notice that I said it can be painful if you allow it to be so. We have no control over the way anyone reacts to us ever. Let me say that again. We have zero control over how anyone reacts to us ever. 
We are in control of ourselves and our thoughts and our actions. And those things may provoke a response from someone else. But ultimately, you cannot control anyone. Thank goodness. Otherwise, this world would be madness if we could all control one another. We'd all have these secret agendas. <laughs> We'd be controlling one another to make sure all the things happen that need to happen for one specific person's goals to be realized. Obviously, not something we are going for. So you can control yourself, but you cannot control anyone else. And that means that when you open up, when you are performing and you are allowing the depths of your soul to be revealed to the other people in the room, whether they are auditioners or audience members, You can only do what you do. You can show up and you can be there with a grateful attitude. You can perform your very best and still someone might have something to say about it. Still, you may not get the gig that you were auditioning for. And what does that mean? What does it mean when you get negative feedback as a performer? Does it mean that you should stop performing? Absolutely not. Absolutely 100% not. And you've, if you've ever had that thought cross your mind, maybe you even gave a poor performance. We've all been there, I'm sure, where you have a moment and things do not go the way that you would have wished they would go. If you have ever had that thought, or maybe you repeatedly have that thought of maybe I should just give up, then I want you to send me a personal message. We're just going to have a little chat, okay? <laughs> we will chat more about this a little bit later in the episode. But seriously, if that is your main thought, then that attitude needs to be changed. Because ultimately, that's not a you problem. That's a them problem. If they don't like the cadenza you put in at the end of your piece. If they thought you could have been more of X or less of Y or it needed some Z. Then guess what? That is their own interpretation. And unfortunately, it so often happens that we might get one negative review. We might get rejected from an audition and get one piece of constructive feedback. And yet we get so many other compliments along the way. But what sticks in our head? The negativity. Hmm. Interesting, isn't it? How often do you walk out of a performance and into the foyer to greet those you love in the audience? 
the patrons who have come to see you perform. And you are showered with, that was beautiful. That was wonderful. I loved the way you did this. And there's one person who goes, I want a refund. Or who knows? I want you to take a look at that ratio. Because where is the truth in the feedback that we are getting? And where is the truth in the feedback that we hold on to? Like I said, we hold on to the negative and we do that because it hurts. Biologically, we do not want to get hurt. So we remember the experiences that hurt us so that we can avoid them again. It does make sense. But it doesn't help us feel confident stepping out on that stage next time. It does not help us feel safe to enter that vulnerable space and share our art with others. So how do we change that? Well, the first thing that I recommend for all of my clients who are doing coaching with me, when this issue comes up, because it almost always does, is to keep a compliments journal. Keep a journal of those nice things that people say. Even the things that maybe make you go, oh, that's not true. Because we've all had those moments where someone's like, oh my gosh, you should have charged $1,000 for that. That was so good. And you're like, okay, I don't think so. (laughs) Right? But maybe those are the compliments that we need to pay attention to most. If you frequently get compliments that you slough off as not being true, then I want you to ask yourself then why the heck would that person say that? Do human beings generally outright lie to one another? No, not really. And not often do human beings shower someone else with compliments if they don't actually feel some kind of beautiful connection with what just happened. That's the magic. So keep a journal of those compliments. And whenever you get a negative review or some negative feedback, I want you to go back to that journal and remember to weigh those scales. Where is the truth? Because the truth is, someone might have been sitting in your concert hall after having a terrible meal at a restaurant where they were almost late for your concert. They were stressed by the time they got there. They had to park several blocks away in the frigid cold and they were miserable because they did not dress for the weather. And then so they sat in their seat and they were already unimpressed because that is the way that they were feeling because of the things that happened to them before they even got to your concert. That is out of your control. The reviewer who writes that column in the newspaper the next day or the next week might have had a similar experience. Or maybe they just didn't understand the content. Maybe 
their mind was on something else entirely. That's why we need to balance those scales. Really measure up how often do you get negative feedback versus how often do you get positive feedback? And then tell me where the truth lies. Now, the other thing that we can do is view all of that negativity from a place of love. It can be really, really easy for us to get all up in arms when someone says something or writes something about our performance, about our art, about our teaching that is negative. Again, makes sense. It hurts. We want to avoid being hurt, so we go into fight or flight. And when that happens, I want you to take a breath, really get centered so that you are ready to respond rather than react. Because it is so easy for us when we feel judged to throw judgment right back. Oh, I bet he doesn't even know what he's talking about. Oh, as if they don't even know anything. Were they even here? Excuse me, did you turn your hearing aids on? See, we can throw a whole bunch of nasty, nasty things back when we feel attacked. And instead, what you can do is you can accept that feedback. And that is how I want you to label it is as feedback with a grateful heart. And then you can decide what to do with it. If you accept those words as something that someone has just given you, you can decide whether you are going to dump it in the trash on the way out or if you're going to think about it a little while and see if there's any truth there. See if there's something you can do to be an even better musician. And then after that analysis, you can still choose to chuck it in the trash. That is perfectly allowed. But what happens when we view that feedback, that criticism, that judgment with love, and we veil those words with love, then it turns off our fight and flight response. It allows us to see the person that gave us that feedback as a human being, we can relate to them, we can send love to them, and then we can make a decision as to what we want to do. And that is an empowering way that we can handle judgment and criticism in this business that is so full of both of those things. Now, if you get particularly nasty feedback, if someone is not just giving you 
something to work on, or maybe their two cents about this or that, and they're actually being very, very nasty, then that is a time that you need to set a boundary and again, search for the truth. Still, send that person love. It will make it easier for you. I promise you it will. It doesn't mean that you have to love that person, but it means that you see them as human and it means that you understand that they are living a life with ups and downs and trials too. And that their words, especially when we're getting really reactive kind of comments, that has nothing to do with you or your music. But again, to protect yourself and your own energy and your own willingness to be vulnerable again, that is where you can set the boundary. And that is where you can say, thank you so much for expressing your thoughts to me. At this time, I'm not ready to receive these words and I'm going to continue saying hello to someone else. If it's written, if you get an email, you can do the same thing. You can say, thank you for this feedback. I will think on it. Um, but I, I don't need to hear from you again. Thank you very much. And send love. When we send love in response to receiving hatred, it really does take the power away from the hate. And isn't that ultimately what we want art to be full of? Is love? We love to make music. We love to collaborate with other musicians. We love sharing our stories. We love connecting with others. We love expressing ourselves and we love being able to be so vulnerable on stage, in the studio, in the audition room. It all boils down to love. And when you send love to someone else and you remember to love yourself then you are going to be able to handle anything that comes flying your way thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the music mindfully podcast did you have an aha moment did something really resonate with you be sure to let me know screenshot this episode, share it on social media, and don't forget to tag me at Music Mindfully. I would also love to chat with you, so feel free to hop on into my DMs. I cannot wait to connect with you on the next episode of the Music Mindfully podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss out. Until then, go make music mindfully.